This is Sage Talking. If your brain is ready to soak up some natural, informative, and no BS knowledge, then you're in the right place. Join me in talks about nature, people, health, sustainable businesses, and everything in between. You won't miss out on the occasional politics and interviews with ecopreneurs either. P.S. I want to know what you want to know. So send in questions or topic requests on my IG at thrive underscore by nature. Hey, and thank you for being here. Hey everybody, today I'm talking to Matthias from the Energy Cooperative Procon. He's here to tell us a little bit more about the production of renewable energies, specifically wind and solar energy. He's telling us a little something about the obstacles that are being put in the ways of renewable energy companies and why. And also, if you want to know how and where to find a spot to put up a windmill, stay tuned. Also, stay tuned at the end for this week's shout out. I hope you enjoy! Hold on, hold on. For the first time ever, I have a little PS to my introduction. In the beginning, when Matthias tells us about the Procon Energy Cooperative, he says that it is a cooperative of nearly 20,000 people. Although it is one of double that number, it is one of 40,000 people. Slips like that happen, even in show business. <laughs> Enjoy. Hello, Matthias. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Sage Talking. Um, I'm happy that you're here. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> so the first question, of course, you're from, from the Procon Energy Cooperative. So would you quickly explain um, what it is and what does the company do? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, the Procon Energy Cooperative is uh, basically a coalition of uh, nearly 20,000 people that have uh, yeah, just taken their energy consumption into their own hands. So um we plan, we build, and we operate uh, mainly wind uh, um, power plants, but also PV plants. And, okay. Yeah. So your so your main sources right now are wind energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of PV plants also uh, recently in the last years, and um, we are planning on building more of them also. Um, uh, but uh, our main focus uh, still is and will be wind energy. Okay. And what are the main disadvantages and advantages between deriving energy from either solar or wind energy? Is one source more efficient or more green? Does one take less space? Why um, are you mm. focusing on wind? Um, well, I mean, the, the focus basically comes also from the history of Procon. So Procon started uh, with, with the yeah, kind of, uh, you know, like state in, in the area that we know, mm -hmm. uh, kind of. Um, and when it comes to efficiency, there, there are a lot of things that we, we could talk about because um, the, the general um, idea of uh, efficiency, of course, always comes uh, from different sides, right? Like efficiency uh, when it comes to money, efficiency when it comes to technology, like what exactly is defines efficiency for one is always difficult, uh, different, right? So yeah. um, we, we could, for example, talk about the um, efficiency when it comes to um, how cheap we are right now uh, or how much electricity costs uh, when you produce it uh, with the wind. When, uh, when, when, the, when it all started, Basically, in the in the 90s or in the in the early 2000s now, um, the prices for wind energy and for solar energy was still very very high. So it was not at all competitive uh, 
to the conventional power plants like coal or nuclear or whatever. Um, and this has changed dramatically. So right now, um, uh, solar energy is uh, the cheapest energy on the planet, more or less. Um, wind energy comes uh, very close, um, but we, with with both tech both technologies, we are uh, already in the area of uh, conventional power plants, like uh, four cents per kilowatt hour, five cents per kilowatt hour, even lower. And so, so we are already. Uh, when you talk about money, uh, we are already more efficient uh, than conventional power plants. Mm -hmm. um, of course, there are also other things uh, that you also just uh, um, mentioned, for example, the, uh, the land use, right? Um, how efficient is wind uh, when it comes to land use? How efficient is uh, solar when it comes to land use? And of course, that differs also. Um, with wind energy, you um, you always uh, have just uh, need to build the tower basically and a little bit of uh, um, a little bit of roads. Uh, but other than that, the um, the farmers can just normally do what they do <laughs> around mm -hmm. these windmills. When it comes to solar, of course, uh, especially on free field um, uh, solar power plants or PV power plants, then. Uh, of course, the farmer normally cannot uh, um, yeah, yield crops anymore on yeah. these grounds, right? So there's, of course, a difference when it comes to that. Other than that, um, the, the efficiency of, of uh, wind and solar or in general renewable energies always depends uh, on the weather, right? Like mm -hmm. um, yeah. solar, solar energy is always better when you have a lot of sun. And uh, wind is better when you have a lot of wind and that can defer uh, wherever you are. But even for us here in northern Germany, um, the solar power plant on the roof uh, of a house, for example, uh, has, has costs that are already that efficient in a way that uh, it all already is uh, beneficial for house, uh, uh, house owners uh, since the, the price of this electricity from the roof is cheaper than uh, what you have to pay if you um, purchase electricity from the grid. Mm -hmm, that's great. That's really good. Um, so you're saying basically um, you can't say just um, like that, oh, one is more efficient, one is better than the other. Generally, it depends on the situation, the, the country, yeah, more or less. the climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. I mean, a, a windmill, if you, um, if you look at um, how many hectares you need um, for a windmill and how many hectares you need for a PV plant, free field PV plant, um, uh, it's 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 very detailed and very difficult to really say like what is really better because um, both can produce on a on a more or less same area, um, yeah, very similar numbers. Mm -hmm. um, but with wind, you don't have the um, yeah the land use basically, right? Yeah. So that's that's of course a advantage for wind. Okay. On the other on the other side, um, we just now talked about uh, comparison between wind and free field solar. Uh, now, when you talk about more uh, PV use also on the roofs of houses, then of course, um, this is something which in itself already is great because you don't 
use any land, right? Yeah, that's that's really right. Yeah, I haven't thought about that because yeah. of course you're not going to put a windmill in your own backyard. Exactly, so. exactly. I mean, you can also, but these are very much smaller <laughs> windmills. <laughs> um, so, but generally, when solar panels or windmills are installed, um, how and where is like the land selected for that, and do you mm. get any support from like the government since you're providing a source of green energy, which should be wholeheartedly supported by the government, but um, is not really always so how do you select um land um yeah that that is very diff uh, different for for both technologies um for wind energy uh, generally in germany um the sites get selected by a rather complicated regional planning process so um nearly every state in germany now um selects these sites uh, upon a regional planning process and there the sites uh, get um yeah get chosen um by basically trying to uh, look at the whole area and say okay this uh, cannot be for use for example um towns or bird sanctuaries Uh, and then after that, you have basically have a map where where you can see, okay, these are my wind sites. I mean, th this differs a lot from state to state and also sometimes from municipality to municipality. Um, but in general, this is uh, this is the case in Germany for wind. Um, so after that, you you know where you can basically where you can build the sites. And for for solar, it's yeah a little bit easier. Besides, you could also just go wherever you want and try to um, convince a municipality uh, to build a PV plant there. Um, of course, then you still also have to go through, a, um, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, a, a planning process with this municipality. But this can be a little shorter than the planning processes on the regional level because these are normally take up to, yeah, five years sometimes, just okay. to come up with the sites for the wind energy farms. And, and why is it easier for PV plants than for windmills? It's just uh, basically the law, the planning law um, in Germany. Um, wind energy, um, uh, of course, be, be, because you can see it more, because it has more mm -hmm. impacts on the environment, um, has uh, just a little bit harsher rules. Mm -hmm. So okay. for solar, you are a little bit less restricted in that direction. Interesting. Okay, so um, I also, I don't know if, This is true, but I've recently heard this and um, I was really wondering about this because I heard that we could be using even more green energy, which I know is true, but um, mm. um, it's the article said that the quote-unquote bad energy is being used first and that the power grid can hold that much energy. So a lot of the energy, green energy, is even going unused because the grid just can hold it that, hold that much energy and the bad energy is basically being used first. Is there truth in that? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so uh, there have been enough studies in the recent years that show exactly that. So um, and and this is um, this is of course also um, comes also also from a problem that the renewable energies have. So we always, are, since we are depending on the weather, we always have fluctuating uh, energy production, right? Yeah. Um, I think that is that is also a word that a lot of us have already um, uh, heard, even if you don't talk about this topic in your job all the time. But um, since we are depending on the weather with solar and wind, it's always fluctuating. So we cannot really say it's going to be exactly this at our X. 
already be uh, much uh, much further on the on the road to more renewables and uh, what you what you heard is basically right so the the old power plants are just not uh, fit for a system that we have right now already mm -hmm. we, we we could just um, start to change the system more in order to integrate more renewable the problem is not the the green energy that is I'm still is not really able to integrate these renewables into the existing uh, uh, power plant system. And uh, but I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here a little yeah. to say um, that it obviously seems, and I can see it, that more people also in my area have solar panels. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of articles about how much renewable energy we have and how the technology is getting better and better and producing more. And mm. so it's not maybe all about how much we can integrate into the system, but how maybe politics um, are kind of hindering that yeah, of integration of more. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, absolutely, yeah. That, that, that's exactly that, that's exactly the problem. So, um, if you have a system change like this, you of course have strong uh, powers uh, of conventional um, power sector trying to prevent this yeah. change, and yeah. this is still happening. So um, if you have nuclear and coal power plants, they are just not able, and they in the, back in the days they didn't have to, um, you know, make these changes to, to slow down their production or um, uh, step it up. Um, they, they, they cannot do it in the pace that we need with yeah. this fluctuating energy. And you could, there are enough studies in the last years that show that if you just would um, lower the production of these uh, baseload power plants, uh, we call them, um, then you could already integrate a lot more green energy. But, well, there are, of course, f large financial interests uh, in yeah. keeping that baseload energy alive, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, then this is great because something like Procon Act actually enables us consumers to make a conscious choice and to say i'm going to not give my money to those energy providers exactly. but to those who um, provide a different kind of energy and you would say okay this is really logical why does not just everybody transition to a green energy provider do you think many people have like adversities or misconceptions about green energy that they i don't know <laughs> i've seen also i think like a protest recently a really small one about like new wind mills in the area and I, I was like thinking why would people rather have a power plant or something like that mm. why do you think not just like everybody transitions to green energy which would make sense well um yeah perhaps you should ask this question more uh, some uh, um, psychologist or, or <laughs> social social uh, scientist Uh, but um, my humble idea about this would be that, um, in, in my view, the the whole energy transition, ever since at least 10 years now, um, has gone into a wrong direction. Also, um, we we have not really taken um, the the whole society, like like really everybody, with us, right? We we, yeah. we normally people can um, build uh, a solar um, rooftop plant when they have a house. Yeah. Um, if you if you get uh, money for um, having a windmill on your uh, land, then you normally already own land. So um, people that that already are perhaps not doing that bad um, yeah. getting more 
And um, while on the other side, we have, uh, yeah, um, we have forgotten a little bit how to how to integrate everybody into the system so that the people don't only see, okay, it's good for the environment, but also perhaps for myself. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, in Denmark, uh, there, there have been already for many years, uh, um, there's there's been a law that basically when you build a wind farm somewhere, you have to give uh, a rather decent amount of your earnings to the municipality uh, where you build your land farm in. And um, uh, you can see in Denmark that the, the general um, yeah, perception of wind energy is uh, much better than here um, because you, you have taken the people with you. And here we, we only talk about um, uh, uh, renewable energies as something that is expensive and um, can we even basically, yeah, do we have enough money to do this transition? Mm -hmm. You know, we, 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 we have, um, yeah, the, well, the, politics basically it's it's a policy thing of course also um, there was just not um, enough courage i would say to really go in this direction with strong force and taking everybody with us and yeah. um, just a very small example how you could make it differently where people even if they just live wherever can join a cooperative um, but this is just one small example right and in a whole the the society in the last years um, I think uh, has not understood that it's also for them. And of course, then you have people that say, well, if only the rich will get richer, then why should I go in this direction? And, uh, you know, I don't yeah. get much from that. Yeah, I think also um, a big misconception of many people is that green energy somehow is something for the privileged, for exactly. um, that it's a class thing, that it's like yeah. not everybody can have access to it, which I yeah. think is so great um, that and that's why people like me want to get the message out there that living a more sustainable life is today not just something for people who have the right amount of money for it but that yeah. it's getting more and more becoming more and more accessible mm. um, yeah. but other than that because i mean you said that green energy is um definitely sometimes maybe even more affordable and profitable mm. profitable than other non-green energies um is there any other reason that um a person maybe a household or a company would have difficulties or could not switch to green uh, electricity or energy because of like how maybe the power in the house is set up or is that generally um can anybody switch to green energy anybody and there's there's no um there's really no reason not to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, of course, sometimes the, the electricity price that you pay in a household uh, when you purchase um, green energy uh, can be a little higher. Doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be, but can be. But this is a whole different story. So um, since um, the production of electricity um, that we have right now also in Germany is, is uh, we, we can produce very cheap. Um, and this is why I also said before, it's a system failure. Um, yeah. The reason why it comes out uh, in your house uh, at a certain price is because we as a society, or let's say it's uh, no, like that, the, the, the government basically decides on which, uh, where you have certain taxes on and where not. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that uh, that makes electricity in the end uh, so expensive in your household. We could also, as a society and as the government, decide we prefer renewables, so we make them less che- uh, less, less less expensive um, via taxation. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it would absolutely be possible. We have a technology that produces this cheap. We just um, you know have not really. Um, had the courage to to go this way in a in a in a wholesome way. We're just yeah. right now doing so, certain parts and losing people via that. So without um, governance and taxation and all these other factors, the mm. mere production of of the energy and the green energy, renewable energies are less expensive. Would you say right now? Yes. In yes. Germany? Okay. Oh, I mean, in in, in Germany, uh, Germany right now we are. With new wind farms, we, we, we are in the direction, or we already had uh, prices uh, somewhere around four to five cents. Mm-hmm. That's, that's in the direction of coal power plants. Um, we already um, are looking at PV power plants in Germany, free field PV power plants that go even lower, so in the direction of nuclear power plants. And if you look at, um, at other countries, uh, we already have prices like where you have, for example, really good uh, irradiation. Um, we are looking at two cents per kilowatt hour. So this is just, um, yeah, this is just lower than anything else uh, with PV. So mm-hmm. um, we are there. <laughs> we just uh, have to change the system so it yeah. makes sense. So with all of these facts that you just told me, um, because then obviously governments, policies, the systems are being a hindrance to the expansion mm. and use of green energy. Um, how how exactly are they doing it? Just a few factors. How exactly mm. are they doing it without maybe a few facts that people generally wouldn't know? You mean like how, how we how we do the um, this, yeah, how, uh, how subsidization like... in Germany, for example, for the renewables, how we try to integrate them, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Or how are governments being a hindrance more than a help to renewable energies? Yeah. Um, <laughs> through a lot of things. <laughs> Maybe um, just a few main yeah, things yeah, so yeah. can really grasp yeah. the concept. Yeah. For example, for wind energy, um, it used to. Oh, no, we we could start perhaps with solar. So we had we have in Germany the Renewable Energy Act. Um, this is basically the main um, supporting act uh, for renewables in Germany. And um, it started off already with the idea, and still is like that, basically, that they um, try to say, okay, we give the um, renewables, first of all, um, entrance to the grid in a certain way that was before not not possible. And on the other side, also give uh, more money uh, to the people that would build and then and then uh, take the electricity to the grid. Um, and in the beginning, uh, this price was very high because uh, we didn't have that much uh, wind and PV plants and um, the price therefore uh, was or was rather high. So it was also a very large financial support. Right now, um, or let's, let's start with the solar part, for example. Um, in 20, uh, 2010, 2011, um, the government started to reduce uh, the um, financial subsidization basically for PV in such a dramatic way um, that after two years, a lot of companies in Germany had to close um, because they couldn't make that uh, fast of a change. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this, for example, was a was was a very bad bit, uh, very big hindrance um, uh, in the solar uh, sector. Um, for for wind right now, um, we don't have the hindrance on the financial side that much. The prices that we would get right now um, via the Renewable Energy Act are uh, more or less uh, okay. We can live with that. Um, but now we have a little bit uh, other problem. It's uh, more in the direction of um, site allocation. So um, the the areas where we can put the windmills are becoming less and less. And uh, as you said, some people also um, you know fear wind energy in front of the house mm-hmm. um, and are therefore not a strong partner, I would say. Um, and also, um, we have a, a large problem when it comes to the um, permitting of uh, the wind energy uh, plants. It takes forever to get a permit. Uh, normally, uh, some, somewhere between five to three, uh, uh, five to seven years, um, which of course is a large hindrance. Um, yeah, and and and. Um, the hindrance, I think the biggest hindrance is what we already talked about when you asked um, why people would not change or why people perhaps see the energy transition as a, something that doesn't help them. Um, just getting land uh, for wind uh, energy power plants out there in the in the countryside um, has also become difficult because um, the people have not taken, uh, you know, we have not taken the people with us. Yeah. Right? And this is, uh, this has been the, the, uh, the, key thing i think for the last 10 years and uh, this still doesn't really change because the the government right now talks a lot about green energy but doesn't really do a lot yeah i actually had another question written down that said why energy sources like fossil fuels or coal still being subsidized but this is generally what you have told me now three times (laughs) over which is the same thing and it is it is i think um frustrating and Mm. um optimistic at the same time to hear about this that we actually have the technologies and the energy to use make so much more use of renewable Mm. energies and but frustrating just because it's on a few let's say a few big people companies who who just obviously don't want their business to go down yeah 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 um, absolutely and i I mean of course i I think also it's not um i don't want to you know like um say that these people don't have a uh, don't have a reason why they would go in that direction argument with their arguments you know i mean of course there are also people behind these companies that you know want to earn uh, their money for their families Uh, i mean this is all understandable the problem is uh, i think if, if if you keep on just leaving this like it is um then you will always have the problem that we have right now again um where um we see that we have to act rather fast, yeah. but 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 we could have already acted much more in the past, which would have helped us to also have a certain help for these companies in their transition. Yeah, you know this this is always always the last twenty years I've I've looked at this and um, I I never it never um, ends to amaze me how this argument of now no no we cannot do it this strong right now is still the same one and of course it will stay the same if we don't start to do more Um, but in the end I think it's also always a social uh, problem yeah yeah definitely that's a very important factor um but what do you think um would need to happen right now one of the biggest things 
um, that would make this transition process to more renewable energies, more expensive, uh, um, more expansion of these energies and what would make the process as quick and effective as possible what would be one big thing that would maybe have to happen in politics or for mm. you that you're seeing at Procon what would help you right now mm. <laughs> uh, difficult question a lot of things I think um, and in the end of course I'm also not a policy maker uh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, I think for us, what I what I said before with the um, with the land allocation for windmills and um, also the the permitting process, I think these are two key factors for the wind energy um, sector right now in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and and on the other side, more uh, um, perhaps a soft soft skill change, but you know this this whole um, the, we we have to change the system also yeah you know it, it, we have to we have to get away from this um the way that the renewable energy act is dealing it right now where we have lower and lower prices for renewables and more and more of them and on the other side the uh, the price that you pay at your house the price that i pay at our house for electricity goes up and up because of the system that yeah. does does just this just doesn't make sense right i mean nobody can understand that and uh, of course not (laughs) so (laughs) i think if we don't if we don't change that also we we will also have problems um convincing uh, um, people in the countryside to to build windmills there yeah Um, but what are some goals that uh, procon has for the near future are there any specific projects um that you're working on right now um well there are always uh, a lot of projects that are running uh, in the, in the background where we uh, of course try to uh, be um yeah um try to go with the time and see what new technologies might be something for us in the future or near future mm-hmm. um of course we are looking also a little bit at uh, um hydrogen um uh, we are looking at also um uh, biogas plants but only in a certain way so not just the normal um, biogas plants where you just use the um, crops but but different kind of uh, biogas plants this is also something that we look into um, but mainly uh, our 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 main projects are um, uh, getting more wind energy uh, out there and also more PV energy out there um, mm-hmm. I think I think we have a um, there's the plan for also a gas uh, product, a biogas um, gas product, where we, um, where you as a as a member or also just uh, as somebody that wants to change their um, gas consumption can get uh, uh, green gas from us. Um, uh, but uh, this is not my um, department, so I don't know exactly where they stand there. But we are always looking at a lot of uh, new things, of course. But in the end, we are wind. Uh, power uh, company and uh, want to uh, come up with green electricity yeah and are you personally optimistic about the changes in direction and that like the energy um, sector is heading towards um, right now or in the near future would you say there's reason to stay optimistic or are there many um, obstacles Um, well, I think if we look at the at the last years, there's there's also also definitely reason for for optimism, right? I mean, we we have changed so starting of the renewable energy act, and with our um, wind and solar power plants here in Germany, we we, we started 
a small world revolution, right? I mean, um, basically, basically our the start of the of the um, modern um, renewables on this planet. So I think there's a lot we can be proud also of. Um, but and this is where it comes a little bit pessimism in. Um, I think we really need to change now what we started a little bit um, in order to make it happen also uh, with the next percentage points that we need uh, in green energy production in this country, right? Um, because um, as I said before, I think we also now have to start to um, rethink the, the whole system. Um, before it was still possible to, to integrate the renewal somehow, we, we really need to change these old <laughs> old thinkings and these old um, habits that we have and that we are in where um, yeah, uh, there's still not enough change, I would say. And I hope yeah. this. Uh, I hope this changes soon. Um, I mean, with the next generation trying to go in the uh, and and forcing politicians to go into the direction more is is already great. But I think it's also impossible um, uh, important to to take um, the whole society with us. And this is going to yeah. be difficult. We really need to do much more there. Yeah, I. But definitely, I think you don't have to apologize for pessimism because I think that's just very much realism more in that aspect. Because, um, yeah, many people would would like to think, um, that they read something in the newspaper like a headline about renewable energies, mm. and they think, oh, it's going in the right direction. But, um, as you said, there are many people who are still holding on to these yeah. old ways of doing things, and definitely there needs to be an over hall of the system we need definitely a lot of huge huge changes which and we can see that many people also in power positions are just not ready for yeah. they don't want to give up what they have right now um, yeah. and that of course comes with the cost of um, what we're seeing right now the entire climate crisis and yeah. everything and um, so I thank you for your very uh, realistic assessment of this it's also good to hear because I think you don't always have to um, like paint everything in a very uh, just overly positive light <laughs> although it's not true because um, that also pushes people to say okay um, let's see how can we help um, also everybody who is listening right now inform yourself about renewable yeah. energies what can you do in your own household because that is the things which make you um puts you in a power position to actively change something in your own life first and then see maybe how can i go to community um and protests things like that so yeah yeah important. yeah but, but i think there's also i mean there would be um a lot of reasons to be really optimistic because um you know we could um look at this change in a totally different way and i think this is something that um, that we when we when we started this whole thing in the in 2000 with the renewable energy act and um, so many uh, jobs were created also in the solar energy um, thousands and thousands of jobs have been created in this country and um, we 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 i think we should more um, perceive this change as a chance um, also for germany in the industrial sector right to so make it a sustainable economy yeah. um, um, where where we we could uh, lead again, uh, which we already had, but we kind of like went downhill from that, and now everybody else is doing. I mean, solar energy basically went to China after we crushed it, 2010 and 2011. But I mean, we still have the uh, the engineers here. We still have the people that started this whole thing. We could do much more and understand this as a as a chance um, for for 
good green jobs in the future, right? I mean, there's a lot of uh, reason for optimism, but yeah. as you said, of course, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, it's sometimes a little bit sad to see if you see the IPCC report from this uh, week, uh, week again, um, yeah. you know, um, it needs to be much faster. And, and the more we wait, the faster we have to be so that more difficult it will get. Yeah. But thank you very much for sharing all of these information. I thought this was extremely interesting. I myself learned a few more things and I hope that everybody um, who will be listening to this can take something away from this. As always, I will be leaving ProCon's link down below so everybody can check it out, even if it's not in Germany. I think it's just a good example to see how can this be done differently, which energy providers are out there. And that was definitely very informative and educational. And thank you for sharing your opinions and some information on this. Thank you very much for having me. And good luck. Thank you, Matthias. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I know I learned a lot from it and definitely renewable energies are a very, very important topic in our world and will hopefully lead us into this future that we're trying to work towards. Thank you, Matthias, for sharing your opinions, your knowledge with us. And as always, uh, ProCon's website is linked down below. Um, I am definitely going to make an Instagram post or write a blog about different green energy providers you can maybe find near you um, to make this a little easier the transition to make your switch as well and this week's shout out goes to Ilona and um, she is a content creator on Instagram and she also sells different products such as calendars um, I wanted to shout her out because she has an incredible knowledge on plants insects everyday sustainability and she's just a wonderful awesome and very kind person so um click the link down below to give her some love on her page and thank you everybody for being here today see you next episode bye